Hey everybody! Ah! <laughs> it is the second episode of Words to Give By and also it is the one month anniversary of Words to Give By. I, I cannot believe that my podcast has officially been published and out for a month. This is absolutely crazy. And I just wanted to thank everyone who has subscribed, everyone who's listened to the episode, and just everyone who's given me their feedback and their love and their support. Just absolutely thank you. And and I'm just extremely grateful. Um, I also wanted to say happy, 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 happy one month until my birthday. Yes, it is one month until my 20th birthday and I'm absolutely so, so excited. And if you haven't been able to tell already, this podcast, um, every single episode is published on the 14th of every month. So the first one was September 14th. This one is October 14th. And then the next one will be November 14th, which is my birthday. I'm, I'm so excited. And I, you know, I just, I can't wait for that episode and oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. But today's episode is around the topic to be or not to be who you perceive, which is a super loaded topic. So let's just dive right in. Okay. So get comfortable and let's just get into it. To be or not to be who you perceive. Okay, so I'm learning that how you perceive yourself is not always how others perceive you. Okay, so if if you already knew this concept, um, kudos to you. That is absolutely fantastic. But for me, I have always struggled with this. My image and how others perceive me, um, I allowed it to control how I dressed, how I carried myself, and how I thought. Um, It started in middle school, actually, which seems to be the birthplace of every adulthood insecurity. (laughs) Um, But I so, okay, I went to the I went to the exact same school from I was from when I was three years old to fourth grade. They closed in fourth grade. And so I had to go to a different school in fifth grade, which is absolutely crazy. And, um, I went to a new school in fifth grade and (laughs) literally it, it it started off kind of rocky. Um, my, so we knew that there was a dress code for the school, but we weren't, um, I, I guess they weren't too clear with the instructions. I don't know. But, um, my parents had taken me back to school shopping and, um, I had a blast because I absolutely love fashion and, um, if you knew me when I was younger, you know that I dressed very out there and um, I was very eccentric um, with how I carried myself. <laughs> so um, I remember picking out my outfit and I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I'm wearing. And my parents thought that only the guys had to wear collared shirts to class. Well, um, apparently the girls had to as well, even if they were in elementary and I ended up showing up to class on the first day of school while everyone else is wearing like college shirts like polo button-ups and everything I'm wearing like an electric blue like 80s vibe like off the shoulder shirt with glitter and and everything like all you can think of and I was like oh 
okay, so it's this school. <laughs> because everyone turned around and was like, um, okay. <laughs> and um, not just that. I mean, that, that, didn't, that wasn't the only thing that made me stick out. But I also was very, very quiet and very secluded into myself. Because I'm definitely someone that likes to sit and observe and just kind of watch and be quiet um, just to kind of get a feel of where I'm at and what's happening and how people respond to things, different stuff like that. And so um, I was very much to myself my fifth grade year. Um, but my sixth grade year, um, I, I was much more comfortable and I had a really good friend. Like, like we were like best friends and we had sleepovers and, um, and we went out to dinner sometimes and um, literally like, like we went on field trips together and our parents became really good friends and it was the best. Well, seventh grade rolled around and um, I stopped being her friend because I decided to befriend um, a couple of new people. And with doing that, um, in doing that, I um, got into a kind of, you know, I, I wouldn't say bad crowd. Like, how bad can you be in, like, 2012, 2011, like, middle school, I guess. But but they were kind of, they were definitely, they didn't carry the same characteristics and attributes that I had. And, um, but with that, I... I became very insensitive to people and I honestly became a bully to, um, to a couple people and just, it was, it was crazy. Like, and, and to think that I, like, I definitely didn't grow up like that at all. Like I, I'm definitely someone that befriends any and everyone, especially since I, I don't want anyone to feel left out. I don't want anyone, um, to feel like isolated and I, I want everyone to feel accepted and loved. And so, so I, it was crazy that I completely made a complete switch, even though at home, you know, I was still very nice and I was still very respectable. And I mean, I still was to like my teachers and everything, but when it came to the students, I was nice to those that I wanted to think, um, that I wanted them to think, you know, highly of me. And I wanted them to think that I was cool and everything. Um, but I was, I was pretty mean to a couple people and um, it was it was really sad. It was really messed up um, just because eighth grade comes around and I, I guess I kind of start realizing that um, the people that I'm hanging around are kind of mean and I'm starting to be mean too and this is definitely just not who you are but I, I just, I didn't want to lose them as friends. So I was like, if you know, if I have to act like this then I have to act like this, I guess. But no, um... God had other plans <laughs> and, um, and they started to kind of seclude me and, and kind of just isolate themselves away from me. And they started doing things without me and inviting each other different places and, and all that stuff. And I just, I was not invited. And it was sad because, you know, I mean, of course it was middle school, but like, but you know, we were planning like you know, colleges or like apartments to go together or to like get together when we get older and, and what high school are we going to and all this stuff. And, and it just all went crumbling down. And I, I started to feel like those that I had isolated and just kind of pushed aside. And, but it just, it hit me hard. Cause I was like, these are people that said that they loved me, that said that they were my best friends. Like, what is this? But also during that time, you know, my, my brother was going through his 
his, you know, teenage phase and he was rejecting me as well. And, um, and with that, you know, my, my dad was also, he was working shifts. And so he was working late at night and sleeping throughout the day or working all throughout the day and sleeping at the night. So I barely saw him. And so I felt like I was being rejected by my dad. Um, and, and it was just a lot like, and, and honestly, this was just how I perceived these situations. Like, you know, if I go back to that, I mean, my, my brother, (laughs) I I don't want to say that he was rejecting me, but you know, he was just being a hormonal teen. Like I can't really say anything other than he was just being him, I guess. And, and we're four years apart. So, you know, I had, I had to, you know, accept it at some point. We're, we're close now, but, but I mean, like I, I was seeing these people as people who were rejecting me, but, but I mean, either they were, or they weren't. I mean, like they may see this scenario as completely different, but I see it as being completely isolated from people. And I just, it, I, I allowed it to just rock me. Like literally eighth grade, I became very to myself, very reserved and very depressed and I didn't really know what that was at the time. Um, you know, I, I didn't really know that I could be depressed, I, especially as someone that was very, I'm very happy all the time, very jumpy and, and I, I smile way too much. <laughs> and and um, I, I have to say that I probably didn't really smile a lot that year. Um, just like I, I just had allowed everything to get to like a boiling point. And I was just like, that's it. Like, everyone's rejected me. I've had people in my past call me ugly. I've had people point at my acne. I've had people um, call me annoying. And just, just they're like, oh, if you could just be quiet. Like, like and I just, I really was like, oh, okay, so no one wants to be me. Uh, like, no one wants me to be me. And I, and I just kind of, I got to a point where I started just rejecting myself and I was like, you know what? Like, I was like, I don't like me either. Like, I don't, I don't like this either. I can't believe that I'm this type of person. I can't believe like this and this and that. Like, I can't believe that my friends would leave me. Like there must be something wrong with me. And it was terrible. And I allowed that to dictate so many things after, like, I'm telling you, like eighth grade was like 2013. How come it is 2021 and I am just now getting over that? Like I like and I'm not saying like just now getting over that. Like like it's taken like a couple of years for me to be like, no, like you you are confident. Like you love yourself. God loves you. Like like you don't need people's validation. But I'm telling you, like I, I just seeked people's validation. I seeked people's praise and applause. And it and it was just so it's so sad. But but literally, like, I'm getting to a point where I'm just kind of like, you know, that's, that's it. What people think of you is what people think of you. It's, it's honestly what you think of yourself that's actually going to truly matter. Okay, so here's where we're at now. I am extremely way more confident. And I mean, you, you have to be able to tell, like, I'm actually doing this podcast. For people that know me, I would not be doing this podcast. I would not be posting this out and, and just, you know, letting it be what it is or whatever, because I'm... Oh, I just, I get really shy and like nervous talking to people, but, um, but no, I, I've, I've been way more confident than usual and I've actually been way more of myself and I've been my true self around people. Like I haven't just been, I haven't been changing myself to just fit this mold or to be liked by people. And that's honestly come from reminding myself who I am, 
Like I do um, a lot of like affirmations in the morning and at night. And I just kind of tell myself, like, I'm like, I am valuable. Like I am confident. I am intelligent. Like, like just different things like that. And I'm like, I am beautiful. And, and I listened to this recording that my mom um, sent me. That's it's, it's her saying like, you are confident in all the um, plans that God has for you. And, and you know the direction that your life's supposed to go in. Like, like it's, it's a great way to start my morning and just kind of like get me going. Cause I'm like, yes, that's totally right. Come on. And, and it's great. <laughs> but, but, um, just honestly, like I've just been able to remind myself who I am and I've been living in that. Um, and who I am though, it's been cultivated by the important people in my life It's always going to be just that. It's going to be who I am. So people can't take that away from me and I can no longer take that away from myself. Okay, so my favorite verse is Psalms 139, 13 and 14, which says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Okay, so this basically means I've always been who I am since the beginning of time. My personality and quirks are my own, though I may try to suppress or hide them to fit into a specific mold. And what's so crazy about this is that I'm just now understanding this. Like, I mean, like, of course, I, I, I love I am and what that means and how important those words are and understanding who you are and your purpose and just who you've been crafted to be. But, um, but like, I don't know, I'm fully like coming to terms with it and just like allowing myself to just live in who I am made to be. And I just, I'm just like, you can like stop trying to suppress who you are around people. You know what I mean? Um, but so here's the deal. I was allowing myself to see me as the timid and rejected and awkward girl I was in middle school who had attributes and characteristics based on hurt and judgment. So I was suppressing myself because I was like, they're not going to like me the way that I actually am because these people rejected me in middle school. So why would someone like me now? First of all, that was like seven years ago. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, Like, why does that even matter right now? You know, why are you letting possibly three months of your eighth grade career, if that is a career, dictate who you are as a person and how you walk through life? You know, but I I definitely was. Like, while other people were seeing me completely differently, like, like they were seeing me as confident and fun and beautiful. And these were people who actually like, like knew me or actually just kind of saw me for who, who I really am. And, um, so, so this happened like a week or two ago. Um, I was talking with my friend and I was telling them how I was like, yeah, like, I think I'm going to sing this song for an audition. And it was about this girl who was like super duper awkward and she's just ready to like outshine everyone and just, just like leave high school behind and just kind of like, be accepted for who she truly is and for everyone to see how amazing she is. And I mean, now, trust me, I'm not saying like, I'm like, you know, I want to outshine everyone. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But, you know, I've just always wanted people to see me in my truest form, like just me being me. And that's literally just what the song is for me. Like, I, like, I relate to it so well, but they were like, 
what are you talking about? Why would you sing that song? And I was like, uh, because first of all, it sounds great in my voice. And second, because I relate to it. And they were like, what? They were like, why, why would you do that? I was like, okay, well then how about this other song? And it was a song, it was basically another song that was even worse. It's about this girl that gets rejected by a guy because, because he calls her like, like he believes that she's too ugly. And, and, and they were like, why would you sing that? Like, like in what world would you be rejected by a guy because you were ugly? Like you're beautiful, you're pretty. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, 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 and they were like, uh, yeah. They said, you need to stop. Like, like, I don't understand why you would put yourself in a position and put yourself in a role to be something that you're not like, like to be the opposite of who you are. And, and, and they were like, why would you even like present yourself as something that you're not like, what is that? And I was like, okay, but like, I thought the sound like sounded fine or whatever, <laughs> but, but we continued like the conversation and we're walking outside the class and then someone else overhears and it's like, wait, you're thinking of singing that? Why would you do that? And I was like, um, because I thought it sounded great in my voice and I thought I could act it out pretty well. Like I thought, you know, it was pretty cool. And, and they were like, uh, no, they were like, why would you do that? First of all, you're not the awkward and silent girl that no one wants to be around. And, and like, like they were like, you're, you're beautiful. And they were like, you're confident, you're fun. Like you're a lead. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, 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 I don't know. I just kind of was like, what do you, what do you mean? And, and like, not in like, what do you mean? Like, of course I, like I said, like I've been building up my confidence and everything, but like, I don't know. I feel like when I'm around certain people, I'm not as like, just like, I don't know, is, is gung-ho like the word for that? I, I don't know. I'm just not as like completely confident and just like, yeah, like this is me. I'm Giselle. But they were like, no, you're Giselle. Like, like, I don't understand why you would go for a role like that. No one would cast you as that because you don't fit that type. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. Like, thank you. But the crazy thing is, is that they had been seeing me as the bigger and like greater picture of myself. Like they had been seeing me in, in, in totality, you know? And I had been looking at the smallest and minor details of my life. How crazy is that? I have been looking at, like, like I said, three months of, of like eighth grade. I have been looking at this small little detail in my life. I had been looking at these small little encounters of, of people like, you know, trying to, you know, just cut away at me. And I was allowing that to dictate who I was today. And it's like, you know, just move past that. Like, why, why are you so stuck on that? But it just made me think that that's exactly how it works with God. You know, like he's seen the bigger picture. He has seen and known us from the start and he called us wonderful and good. Like how crazy is that? Yet we choose to see ourselves as our failures and as our rejections. But like, why can't we see that we're not a minor slip up? We're not an awkward encounter. We're not a failure of any kind. Like, like just because you failed in the past doesn't mean that you're a failure. You're just a human, you know? You're gonna fail, you're gonna mess up. 
but that doesn't make you any less of who you are. I mean, that's the same way of me like saying that I cooked a meal. Doesn't mean that I'm a chef now. <laughs> it definitely doesn't mean that I'm a chef now. I, I barely cook. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like you having failed or messed up or been rejected doesn't mean that you're always going to be the rejectee. Doesn't mean that you're always going to be the failure. Like, like that doesn't, that's not what that means. You are loved. You are important. You're who you're supposed to be. You are you. And so that just kind of also got me thinking that like, even though how we perceive ourselves and how others perceive us can have like a positive approach, it can also have a negative approach. So, you know, I was saying how I thought that I was cool and everything and, and all this stuff in eighth grade, which is kind of like, how cool could I possibly be? Because this is not like 2021 eighth graders. Like this is like 2012, like 2013 eighth grader. Like <laughs> I was not that cool when I look back at it. But like, you know, I thought I was nice and I thought I was cool and, or whatever. I thought I was respected. But actually I was, I, I you know, I was extremely rude and, and super duper mean super insensitive and superficial and I mean like that could be the same with you you could think you're nice and you could actually be snobby and like self-entitled and selfish you could think that you're caring and honest but you could actually be passive aggressive and and it goes the other way around like people can think very little of you they can find you annoying they can pick on you and they can think you to be unqualified in everything you know you are skilled to do but the question is how are you going to respond to that So though how people perceive you can have a positive effect, it can also have a negative one. Same with how you perceive yourself. I was allowing myself to see me as some awkward little girl. And and the truth is, is that that's not who I am. But the thing is, is that you can't allow someone's slander or praise be the backbone of who you are. I can't allow those rejections to be the backbone of who I am. Though others' words can be influencing, at the end of the day, It's what you think of yourself that has the most domineering effect. And it really was how I thought of myself. And that's how I was walking throughout my day-to-day life. See, you can believe the good reports, but you can also believe the negative reports that others give you. And you can allow them to shape all that you are. But you have to remember, you know, as, as, as I was saying earlier, that who you are has already been set in and established in your heart. But but don't get me confused. Like it hasn't been placed in a box. Like I'm not saying that you have to and will stay the same way your entire life. I'm saying that we have already been identified by God. And in that, we know who we are no matter the circumstances. We shouldn't allow our circumstances to change the beautiful way we should see ourselves. We're ever evolving creatures, always growing into better versions of ourselves. There is more to you than being accountant. There's more to you than being a singer. There's more to you than being a mom, a daughter, a husband, a son. There's more to you than just one thing because we're always growing and we're always becoming better. Like, okay, so, okay, so this reminds me of how, okay, so I was just passing by this willow tree, right? Um, And the owners of this house um, always cut down this willow tree at some point of the year and it just kind of just looks like a stump in the yard and um but at another point of the year it eventually grows out and knows how to be a willow it it grows out into the beautiful willow tree that it always has been every single year no matter how many times it's cut down 
it still knows who it is and still grows into all that is meant to be. And that's exactly who you are. No matter what comes your way, no matter how many people reject you, no matter how many people attack you, no, how, no matter how many people praise you, they, they could be, you know, applauding you and, and thinking you're the best person ever. But, but you, no matter what, will be who you are supposed to be, no matter if someone applauds you or boos you. And that just has to be something that you accept within yourself. Because we were prisms. We are colorful and radiant in many different ways. But a prism is still a prism, just how you are still you, no matter how many colors you may exude, no matter how many people praise you, no matter what you're doing in your day-to-day life. Who you are is important and who you are is special. Okay, so about a year ago, I actually touched on this topic um, in my blog post um, and and it's it's talking about like I am and and basically what this has been getting at um, and what I've been trying to um, say. And so I think what I had to say here was um, actually I, I think I kind of hit it on the nose. So here's what I said. The question, who am I, truly is a loaded question with multiple answers and an infinite lifespan. More than most people spend their life asking this question as our daily circumstance is always changing. Who we were at the start of yesterday is not who we are at the end of today. One day you're playing on a playground, then the next you're starting a career. Then the next thing you know, you're married, working a full-time job, and trying to learn how to nurture and help shape the next generation coming out of your household. Crazy. (laughs) But just how discovering who we are is ever-changing, it's also something personal. It's already been written on your heart from the jump. The question is just how do we get to know what it is? Okay, so for me, it comes by knowing who God is. He's the one that shaped me after all. He placed my passions and desires within me, and he tells me exactly who I am every day. The question is, why do I forget? But honestly, why do we all forget? So you you may not be a Christian, and that may be the very first time that you've heard anything like this. And, and you know what? If, if you're not a Christian, here's what I'm saying. You may not be getting, you know, who you are from God. You may not be asking God who you are. <laughs> but what you shouldn't be doing is asking other people who you are. Because you know exactly who you are. It's, it's, what, it's something that you have, to, you have to decide and figure out for yourself because it's already been placed inside of you. Oftentimes, we allow others who shouldn't be given the authority to tell us who we are and sway our opinions or views of ourselves. Finding out who you are is one of the things that you can do just for yourself. Just because others don't know who you are doesn't mean you're less of yourself. You were called to be special. You were called to be different. You were called to be exactly who you are on the inside. And you know what? Maybe you don't know the entirety of who that person is just yet. Nonetheless, that doesn't subtract from who you are. So what? People don't like your ideas or they think you are different. Their disagreement or agreement does not make you any less of who you are. And that's what I'm trying to get at. To be or not to be who you perceive. You can live up to being who other people perceive you to be. 
you can live up to being who you've perceived yourself to be. You can actually live up to being who you know yourself to be. Or you can also be who God sees you to be. He knows exactly who you are. And that is valuable. That is absolutely loved and that is important. Whether you've been rejected or not. And that's it. To be or not to be who you perceive. So this one may have been a little bit longer than last one, but we definitely got into a really interesting topic and, you know, I'd actually love to hear your opinion on it. Um, let me know and I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you have a great rest of your week and um, thanks for listening. This has been Giselle on the Words to Give My Podcast.